0: Welcome to this next episode of Fifteen Minutes with. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. My name is Dinal Limbacher, and I am your host. I am delighted to welcome this episode's guest, Cornell Bedeha Woodson. Cornell, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. We're excited uh, to have this conversation with you and learn more about your work and, and our conversation topic. Um, Let's start with a brief introduction. If you could introduce yourself to the audience, uh, maybe tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got to where you are today in your career.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So yeah, like you said, Cornelia Verdeha-Woodson. Currently, I'm the Director of Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging at Headspace, the meditation app. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, I've been here at Headspace for about two years now. Actually, at the end of November, it'll be at my two-year mark. Um, And my responsibility is really to design and implement uh, our global DEIB strategy, everywhere from recruiting and workforce diversity, to culture enhancement, to product. inclusion and sort of, you know, our external uh, footprint when it comes to social issues as well and partnering with my key stakeholders to implement all of that. So my hands are always in a lot of different things. Um, I worked in diversity for over 10 years now. Uh, I began my career in higher education, actually in secondary education. I was a ninth through 12th grade English teacher and uh, developed diversity workshops for my fellow colleagues um, to think about belonging in the classroom. So I've, I've done this work in higher ed and now have been in tech for about four or five years now.
0: Fantastic, thank you so much. So lots of experience and lots of things that that we can get into a little bit deeper. So, uh, our conversation focus today is, uh, really, as you mentioned at the top about, um, a diversity, equity inclusion strategy. Mm-hmm. How do you build on, how do you ensure that it's effective and successful? So, uh, this is necessary in, in all parts of an organization and DEI is no different from that. So from those experiences, what do you think are key components to Uh, that are necessary for an effective um, DEI strategy.
1: Yeah, I think, and this is going to look different for every organization, right? But I think some of the key pieces that I think are kind of uniform is sort of the 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 why this matters in the first place, right? I -hmm. think most people, whether internal or externally, want to understand why are you even doing this? Why does this matter to us as a business? Because what happens when we're in a economic downturn like we're in right now? Mm -hmm. Decide where you're pulling money from. You need to have your why and return to that why to understand. Mm -hmm why it's necessary to keep funding it, right? So the why, the what are we going to do, right? Like, what are we actually trying to achieve and how are we going to achieve it? That to me are three basic areas, right? And then obviously the data that you're going to use as your metrics of success. How do we know that we've reached, you know, success in in, in these areas? That's
0: great. What is, obviously we're, we're looking at, you know, uh, multiple layoffs at the moment and industry suffering. What is a way to ensure that it's, this isn't lost? That this remains a priority for organizations in those times?
1: Yeah, you know this. It, this is a very. I love this question because it's a big topic right now. One of the things there's a conversation around the um, the business case versus the moral case, right? right? And it's times like this when it comes to money, the business case is a necessary conversation to have. I think all those cases are necessary. We have to understand how and help our leaders understand how what we do from a diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging POV, how it impacts the business fiscally, right? Mm-hmm. Where from attrition and what that costs us to rehire and what we're losing when we're while we're waiting to hire those people, but also how DEIB can also be a revenue generating entity as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And again, folks listening who have been doing this work as long as I have, if not longer, may be rolling their eyes at that, right? But like that's what our leaders are thinking about. And so I'm always ready with all the different cases for why yeah. this is necessary. And the business case is one of those.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's very helpful. Um so again, thinking about your your different roles, your different experiences, what does a good strategy look like? What does it look like when it's set up for success and you do see uh, successful outcomes, albeit, you know, long-term, these things take time. Uh, They don't happen overnight. But what does a good strategy look like in this space?
1: There are three components to me of a successful DEIB strategy. One that is intersectional, that doesn't just look at just race or just gender, but looks at all different identities at their intersection. So ability, veteran status, caregiver status, and Mm -hmm. sort of how they all interconnect. The other piece is that it is uh, permeated throughout the business. Every part of the business has a OKR, KPI that ladders up to how they and their function are contributing to the success of our DEI, DEI efforts. Yeah. And then the last piece, but it's probably the most important, in my opinion, is evidence based decision making. Right. How do we get to understand that these are the OKRs that we needed to achieve, and how are we tracking against their success and using data to tell the story?
0: That's great. And, and you touch upon an important point there, which is around data, and uh, brings me on to my next question, which is around monitoring and, and evaluating. With all strategies, we know that that's such an important component, um, but with DEI work, you know, it's about people. It's, it's human-centered work. So how do you monitor and evaluate uh, a strategy like that that's focused on, on people and has a very human-centered element to it? What does monitoring and evaluation look like for, for that?
1: Yeah, it's a really great question. So one of the things that I know that I often look at are our engagement scores, um, and not just the engagement score, but the things that are that make up the engagement score. Belonging score, um, our um, psychological safety score. So do people feel, and particularly the scores of um, historically excluded groups, right? Um, and, the tenets of good DEI, in my opinion, is that we build for the most marginalized or the most excluded. That Mm. And then we capture everyone else. So I'm looking at women. I'm looking at women of color. I'm looking at people with disabilities and looking at how are they scoring the organization? So if our belonging uh, scores and our psychological safety scores are high amongst those groups, we're Mm. doing a good job. If attrition is low amongst those groups, we're doing a relatively good job, right? Mm. Um, And then I think another... Anecdotal way in which I tend to look at. Um, and this is super anecdotal, but it gives me a good sense. And it depends on if this is an issue for the company. Um, I've worked at companies where psychological safety was a big issue. And mm. you could tell because when people at the all hands asked questions, they remained anonymous. They didn't want you knowing that they were asking the question and they were using heavy questions. When you right. start seeing people not fearing and actually being able to say, Hey, this is me, yeah. to me. That is an indication that people are no longer afraid for, of you know, being reprimanded for asking a pretty tough question and really putting pressure. Um, but those data pieces are really big. And then also looking at our overall um, representation across different functions, not just the company at large, but the in different functions as well.
0: That's great. Thank you. Um, so if someone is, you know, listening to this conversation right now, They are in a role where they're responsible for building a DEI strategy for their organization. Where's where's a good place to start? What should they be thinking about?
1: Yeah, I think the f- first thing is buy-in, right? W- it, it sort of gauge, the, the do a temperature check. You know, who are the allies within the organization who are kind of ready to do what needs to be done? Um, identifying that list, I think, is super critical. Understanding the territory you're, what you're, you're you're going into. Are people super like, absolutely not? It gives you a sense of, what you, of how you can move forward. If people are like, yeah, I'm ready, I just don't know what to do gives you a sense of how to move forward, right? Um so I think that's that's really critical. And then start start with the data. Start with the data. What is the current Um, DEIB temperature or not temperature, sort of landscape currently from a um, representation, from talent mobility, right? Where are women within the organization? Where are people of color within the organization? Do they sit in tech or just HR, right? (laughs) You know, are they just individual contributors or are they directors and senior managers? Um, Look at those engagement score data as well. um, And that gives you a, a bit of a sense of like where you are, so you know how to go, this is what we need to fix and solve for.
0: Mm, That's really interesting. That's great. Um, So, I mean, we have a couple of minutes. So I want to ask one question around uh, the focus of 15 minutes with is is really sharing strategies and, and best practices. What's working, what's not working. We're not trying to duplicate work that we know has not been successful. And so really hearing from you, these Uh, golden nuggets really I think is going to be super helpful to the audience. Is there one example that you can give a best practice or a story uh, related to the work that you're doing that that you've seen be successful that has had uh, a positive impact and uh, what was that and why was it um, successful?
1: I love this question because it's one of my favorite stories, and it, it and it, it's small, right? It, it you know it didn't change the organization completely, but it was it 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 was an example of what it could look like. One of the things that research research tells us um, is that that causes a lot of the issues that we see from a social perspective is a lack of awareness of, about difference, right? Um, and very misguided understanding of who we all are as people across that difference. And so at one of the companies I used to work for, we had just launched our ERGs, our employee resource groups. Mm-hmm. And all of our employee resource groups had executive sponsors. At this company, we had a mom's a mom's ERG. And um, this particular ERG had the CEO, as their executive sponsor, who was a yeah. man, and in their first meeting, their kickoff meeting with him, they said, you know, one of the things that we really need to work on and that we're going to be focused on this year as an ERG is the maternity leave process. Mm. It's extremely arduous. It's complicated. It's you know, it's not clear, and it's the last thing we need to be worrying about when we're planning on giving birth and bring life into the world. Right. And he's listening to them, and he hear, and he goes, "Wait, what?" Obviously, he didn't know about this. He gets up after the meeting, goes to HR and says, we've got to fix this. He took the knowledge that he learned from them and said, this is a problem. What's going on? How, what, what do we need to make it work? Hmm. And, it, and it got fixed within a couple months.
0: That's incredible. That's a great story. And, and I think that really also highlights what this work, for me at least, what, what it really comes down to is the listening, the connecting, and the sharing of experiences. That's right there's nothing that will convince you more than hearing someone's story. Right. You could read so much about parental leave policies and, and things like that. But until you hear someone's story, especially if you are the CEO or the sponsor yeah. of this ERG, you know, you can't yeah. get any closer than that. So that's fantastic. It's such a great story. Thank you for, for sharing. Yeah. That. Um, so we're coming to a close of our conversation. Any final thoughts or um, insights you wanted to share with the
1: 15 minutes with audience yeah i would just say you know if you're a person who does this work within an organization um keep fighting you know it, it it is hard work you are not alone and and reach out to your community to find the energy and the support you need in order to keep going because we need people like you within these organizations helping to keep people honest fantastic
0: Thank you so much, Cornell. This was an amazing conversation. So My many pleasure. great insights in such a short period of time. But Thanks for having you. me. Thank you so much. Speak soon.